Hello, I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Now, as you've probably heard, no matter where you live in the world, Italy had some big, big elections, and... I thought that I would talk a little bit, not about politics, because I don't feel qualified to discuss Italian politics, because they're so confusing, but I thought I would talk a little bit about the electoral process in Italy, and how it works sort of on a very granule, physical level. How do you vote? What does it look like? I know that in the States, or at least I believe in the States, because... (laughs) I honestly don't know that I've ever voted in person in the United States. When I became eligible to vote, I was already living in a different state from my home state. And so I voted absentee during college and during grad school. I was in Canada, continuing to vote absentee. And shortly after that, I moved to, the, to Italy. So I don't think I've ever actually physically gone into a polling place in the United States, but I see it on TV. <laughs> so I kind of have an idea that it's different depending on where you go. It can be wildly different from state to state. But in Italy, from what I have been able to gather, what I've seen with my own eyes, and also what I have learned talking to people like my husband, um, It's pretty much the same wherever you are in Italy. First of all, there are voting places everywhere. I mean, unless you live in an extremely rural part of the country where, you know, you have 30 acres all to yourself, you are most likely going to be able to walk to your polling place. Not that everyone does. It might be a long walk. It might be a 30-minute walk. But it is somewhere that is ideally close enough that if you do not have a car and you do not have maybe good public transportation in your area, you can nevertheless get there without too much effort. And I think this is important because, you know, we all know with the voting suppression that's been going on in the United States, um, polling places have been eliminated and uh, made very remote for a lot of people. So when you become of age, you turn 18, or when you acquire Italian citizenship, if uh, you were not a citizen before, like me, you can go to your local sort of city hall, the place where all of the um, documents are given out. All sort, I mean, you know how Italy is. We love our documents. So there's a place where you specifically go to deal with documents, your, muni- your municipal building in your little neighborhood. And you can go there and you can request your electoral card. And I believe you just have to prove your citizenship and obviously your, your age. It's free, obviously, and, it's in, and it, I believe, is instant. You just go there and they print, they print it for you. And the Italian electoral card, it's the same for everybody. It's a piece of sort of stiff cardstock that is folded two or three times. And usually you buy a little plastic folder to slip it in so that it doesn't get damaged. 
And it has on there your name, your birth date, your address, your home address, because in Italy, um, I'm not sure if it's like this in the States, but in Italy, you have a, a true physical residence that is where you physically live and you can only have one. You know, your polling place is in that area, in that neighborhood. So you have your address on there. And then there's a number as well, which is a four digit number that is specific to your polling place. It's not just your polling place, it's like a number within your polling place. Your polling place will probably have, depending on how big it is, about 10 of these numbers, 10 of these four digit numbers. It could be like 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004, or you know, 175, 176, 177, something like that, depending on how big the polling place is. Polling places are usually in high schools, or even elementary schools, they're usually in schools and they will close the school for a couple days, at least one day. And uh, voting is always on Sundays. Sometimes it might be a couple of days, like a Sunday, Monday, like a Saturday, Sunday, Monday type thing. But if it's only one day, it's a Sunday. But they'll close the school for a couple of days because they have to set up and they have to clean afterwards and all of that. But depending on how big the school is, you know, how much space they have, how many different of these numbers you could have. So based on where you live and possibly your last name, although I'm just sort of making that up, I don't know if that's true, you have this specific number. And Claudio and I have the same number. So maybe it is just based on your exact address. Uh, so you go to your polling place. Usually the hours are quite long from probably 8 a.m. to this particular election. You could be there until 11. You could get in line at 11 p.m. So it's quite a long amount of time. And you go there. We were really lucky. There was no line because we went mid-afternoon, late afternoon. So it was kind of a slow time, I think. And uh, we just walked right in. And you follow the sign to your four-digit number. And when you get to that number, that's the number sort of of the room where you vote. So it's not a personal number to you. It's the number of the room that you vote in, in this particular polling place. Uh, so you go there and on the walls in the hallway are the huge posters that have the names of and the symbols of the parties that are up for vote. I'm talking about in this mini episode about the you know specific election we just had, which was for a whole new government. So Senate and the House of Deputies, which then, you know, whichever party gets the most votes, automatically the leader of that party becomes the prime minister. So you don't actually vote for the prime minister. When you go in there, you're not going to see the name of the prime minister candidates on the actual ballot. You're going to see the logo of the different parties, the logos of the different parties, and you're going to see next to the logo of the party, the name of the person that they will be sending to the Senate or to the House of Representatives, House of Deputies for your particular area. You have to know what party you're voting for, not just the name of the person. And there's a lot of parties. There are probably 15, there were probably about 15 parties on this ballot. So you can see those on the wall, just in case you haven't studied up, you can sort of look at that and, uh, and refresh your memory. You wait to be called in, not by name, of course, but the next person who's in line, they'll tell you when you can come in because they don't want a lot of people in the room waiting around. So you have to wait in the hall. Also, they call you by, by gender. So they'll say, okay, a woman can come in or okay, a man can come in. 
And I don't really know why they do it this way, unless it's just because there are two different poll workers who are checking people in, and maybe that's just how they divide the people so that they have a roughly even number of people that they check in. I think there are usually two poll workers, there's lots of poll workers, but there's two specifically that are sitting at the desk in each, in each of the rooms who sign you in. So you wait until they say, okay, a woman can come in. If you're a woman, you go in, you go up to the table, you give them your electoral card and your ID. You do have to give them state ID, passport or carte d'identità, or I believe a driver's license also works, any of those three. And they open a book. I really kind of paid attention this time to make sure because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do this episode. I wanted to tell you about it. So I really watched sort of every single thing that they did. Once they get in there and they, they get your card and your, your ID, first they check your card with your ID, make sure it matches, look at your face, make sure it's you. Then they take this big book. I mean, in reality, it's a whole bunch of sheets of printed paper bound together like a book. And they flip through it and it's all of the names of the people that have that four digit code that are you know, going to be voting in that particular room. And so they flip through it in alphabetical order until they find you. And I looked, sort of, sort of peeked in and I saw my name there. And uh, my, you know, my address is written and my birth date. And they wrote something. She wrote something next to it. Um, I'm not, I didn't look and see what she wrote. She might have signed it or she might have wrote the time of day. I'm not sure. But she definitely wrote something on there. And you can see, you know, I could see over her shoulder that about, you know, roughly half of the people in that book, I mean, maybe less, but <laughs> a lot of people, you know, had blue ink next to their names. And once they did that, she looked at the electoral card and on the card, there are little squares, sort of like in a passport where uh, stamps go. And every time you vote, you get a stamp and it has the date of the election. And I don't know what else. I don't know if the stamp is the same every time or it depends on what type of election, but you get a stamp and the date is on there. There's so few ways that you could vote twice. I mean, it's pretty much impossible in Italy to to vote twice. First, they check your name off of the book. And, you know, if it's already been signed, they know that you've already voted. Secondly, they look on your electoral card and they make sure that there isn't a stamp for that date. And, of course, the stamps are in order, so you just have to look at the most recent one. And then they give you two ballots. I mean, in this case, there were two ballots because you're voting for the Senate seat and for the House of Deputy seat. And so they give you these two ballots and the ballots are different colors. I believe they were yellow and pink this time. And it's a very large piece of paper. Like if you unfold it, it's probably about two feet wide and maybe a foot and a half tall. And they're all folded up. And it's also a very specific type of paper that cannot be seen through. Like, you know, when you get like a pin code in the mail from your bank and the, the envelope is all black inside, it's sort of like that. You can't see through the paper at all. They also give you a pencil uh, and you have to use the pencil that they give you. And in fact, it was, I was really appreciative of this pencil because it was so dark. I love writing with dark pencils, dark, soft pencils. Um, it's kind of a fetish of mine. And so I was very appreciative of that pencil, which unfortunately I didn't get to keep. Um, and then you go into a booth. The booths are, there's usually three, three, yeah, about two or three booths in each room. 
and you go in there. Of course, nobody can go with you unless you have a child who you have no one to leave them with. And I think they can come with you, but that's about it. And it's very, uh, they're very strict about, you know, you're not allowed to take photographs in there. Otherwise, I totally would have. And uh, so you go in there and you open up this piece of paper. All you have to do is find the party symbol of the party that you want to vote for. And you just make a huge X through it in very dark pencil. And so you don't have to, you know, you don't have to write any names. You don't have to fill any holes. You don't have to circle the name of the candidate. You just put a big X over the party logo. Then you have to fold it back up exactly as it was folded. And, you know, you do this for both of your ballots. You take them out. They take your pencil back. They're very good about that. And then you go over to where there are two very large boxes, cardboard boxes. It's very old school. I love the old school atmosphere the aspect of Italian voting. And you have these two huge boxes, again, in this case, because you're voting for two different things, uh, but sometimes there's just one. And there was a woman, another poll worker, different from the two signing people in, and she, in this case it was a woman, she was standing behind the two boxes, which were on a sort of low table, um, so they were at sort of like chest height, and she spent the entire time with her hands on top of the boxes where the little slit is to put the ballot in. So, I mean, there is no way that you're going to be able to slip something in there without her noticing. Her hands were on top of those two boxes the entire time. She actually puts them in, so you hand them to her, but you can watch her do it. Before she puts them in, though, there's a number on the outside of the ballot uh, that does not correspond to you personally. It's not a personally identifiable number. It's just the number of the actual ballot. And someone else, sort of like a fourth person, is standing there checking to make sure that that ballot has not been cast already and that that is an official numbered ballot and it's not something that you brought with you like a counterfeit ballot or something like that it is a real numbered ballot and so as soon as that particular ballot is cast they cross off that number to make sure that that numbered ballot doesn't get cast again and then you're done they give you your uh they stamp your card they give you your card back they give you your id back and you go on your merry way now what happens at the end of the day is that they count up the ballots. They physically open them up and count them up. Now, there are at least full four poll workers in every room during the actual voting process. There might be five. There might be someone who's like just sort of there making sure everything's running smoothly. I can't quite remember. But in addition to that, when it comes to the counting of the votes, every single party is allowed to have a representative of their party be in every single room in every single vote polling place, in every single city in the entire country. Um, so these are obviously volunteers. They might be paid a very small sum, like maybe 10 or 20 euros. And usually they are, you know, people who are working for the campaign. Generally, they're young people. But they are there. There can be one per party to make sure, you know, that all the votes are counted accurately. But it's a group thing. It's not just like there's people from one particular party. There should be one person from every party if they want to send someone. I don't think that it's uh, required. So they count up at the end of the day all of the ballots for every single room and every single polling place. And then all of these numbers are communicated by computer to the Ministero degli Interni, which is 
like the most important government office in all of Italy. I don't know what the equivalent of that would be in the United States, but it's located in Rome and it's a very it's like it's it happens inside of a press room, a very large press room in that building. And there are a very limited number of journalists who are invited to be there and there are of course police officers making sure that uh, you know everything is okay and everything is calm and then there are uh, you know government officials of course big screens where as the votes come in of course they're tabulated depending on how many people are in each city and each in each area you know they're they're not all going to come in at the same time but the votes are tabulated then by computer so it's very very analog until that very last moment because of course that's a huge number of votes that come in for the whole country so to count them up by hand might be asking a lot but yeah and then usually uh, by the next morning or the latest by the next afternoon we have our result so that is how elections work in Italy on a physical level and um, I will leave my comments on what I think about the results, um, maybe to a future episode. But for now, uh, you know how people vote in Italy. Thanks for listening. Join us again. Bye. If you love the show, take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love to read while you listen, and your rating might help someone else discover the show. Take just a couple of minutes to let the world know what you think of this show. It means the world to us. Thanks.